This week, evidence that we may have come from outer space, prosecuting crimes on the moon, Tasmania goes carbon negative, probes on Uranus, and unveiling the last interview with the late Christopher Hitchens. Hey Alexa, play Life on Mars by David Bowie. Kids, if you don't know who Bowie was, he was a famous astronaut from the 1980s, and he'd be very excited about this news. Scientists recently discovered the final chemical ingredients to make up human DNA in meteorites. The new discovery supports the theory that some 4 billion years ago, the ingredients needed for life arrived on Earth after a meteorite shower. But not all scientists agree. Some think that these meteorites could have picked up DNA when they touched down on Earth. To confirm whether DNA arrived here extraterrestrially, scientists will need to test asteroids. For example, the Japanese spacecraft Hayabusa 2 recently brought the asteroid Ryugu down to Earth. And NASA's OSIRIS-REx probe is due to touch down with samples of the near-Earth asteroid Bennu in 2023. Let's wait and see what they find. Picture this, it's the year 2100 and you're out having a few moon brews with your bestest buds. You get in your moon buggy to head home, but halfway there you're stopped by a space cop who breathalyzes you. Shit, you're over the limit, but it's okay, there are no laws on the moon, right? Wrong, moon law is now in force, at least if you're Canadian. Just last week, Canadian lawmakers passed an amendment to their criminal code to allow for the prosecution of crimes committed on the moon. Now, crimes committed by Canadian astronauts either en route to the moon, on space stations, or on the moon's surface will be treated the same as crimes committed on Earth. The update comes as the number of space flights are increasing, and now that Canada's announced, it will create a lunar gateway space station. The station is set to launch in 2024 and will conduct scientific experiments and prep for missions to Mars. And while crime isn't common in space, they'll be ready if it does happen once in a blue moon. Forget carbon neutral, Tasmania has gone carbon negative. Yes, Tasmania has become one of the first parts of the world to actually remove more CO2 than it emits. Scientists from the Australian National University and Griffith Uni recently looked at each state's greenhouse gas emissions and saw that Tasmania has completely reversed its carbon footprint. They suspect that this is probably thanks to the reduction in native forest logging, meaning that forests have been able to grow and remove carbon from the atmosphere. If you didn't know, nearly half of Tasmania is forested and more than 20% of the island is a world heritage area. It also has Huon pine trees, which are some of the oldest living things on Earth. Tasmania's beautiful forests allowed for a profitable logging industry for many decades. This is something that Bob Brown, one of the founding members of the Australian Greens Party, and old colleague of our mate Peter Singer, has been fighting against for decades. While logging made lots of money, researchers believe that tree farms can satisfy the need for timber without increasing emissions and damaging natural forests. How do you feel about a probe in Uranus? Wait, that can't be right. How do you feel about a probe to Uranus? Scientists know Uranus doesn't get much attention and that it's often the butt of jokes, but they think it's very mysterious and are planning to explore it in the coming years. These plans come after a new report from a panel of US planetary scientists urged NASA to send a flagship mission to study the giant planet. Uranus has been neglected partly due to how far away it is from the sun. It's over 2.9 billion kilometers away and takes 84 years to orbit the sun, meaning a gargantuan amount of planning is needed before a probe is sent. Maybe it's something in its water and amorphous ice, but everything to do with this strange planet takes a long time. It was the first planet to be discovered, but it took scientists 70 years to name it. William Herschel, who discovered it in 1781, wanted to call it George's Star after his patron King George III, but then the name Uranus was settled on 70 years later. So, what's funnier, a planet named Uranus or a planet called George? Let us know in the comments. 
Richard Dawkins has shared with us the never-before-heard recordings of Christopher Hitchens' last interview. Christopher Hitchens, known as Hitch by his fans, was one of the founding thinkers of the New Atheist Movement, along with Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, and Daniel Dennett. Perhaps most famous for his book God Is Not Great, Hitchens was also known for his wit and sharp intellect. Unfortunately, he passed away just over 10 years ago after a long fight with cancer. His friend and colleague Richard Dawkins explains that he thought the recording had been lost and was deeply moved as he listen to it. We totally understand what he means. Listening to Hitchens talk in this completely unabridged and raw recording, taken just two months before his death, is quite eerie. In the hour-long interview, Dawkins and Hitchens talk about a huge range of issues. They tackle the common myth that Stalin and the Nazis were atheists, the debate Hitchens had with Tony Blair, feminism, abortion, and Mother Teresa. Go give it a listen. That's all for this week. I hope you learned something cool. Make sure you sign up to our newsletter for specials on our upcoming shows and Thinking Academy courses. Just head to the link in our bio. Until next time, take care.